Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. If you're able to tune in and listen to this message today, this is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is episode 67 of Bible Bites. As we are going through the scriptures this year and just speaking about the various chapters that we're reading to try to understand uh, some some special thing that the Lord may have for us to try to hear his voice. That's my desire. And it's my desire to pass those things on to you. And I trust that you are following some plan and reading through the Bible this year. Get God's word in your heart and read it, study it, memorize it, learn it, hide it in your heart like like the psalmist spoke about. And so I just trust that you are hearing the Lord speak to you this year and you are reading his word, studying to show yourself approved. And may the Lord bless you as you do. In Deuteronomy, today's reading for me is found in Deuteronomy 28 and 29. 28, of course, is a very long chapter. And God goes into great detail here to lay out blessings and curses for the children of Israel. This is that generation, remember. Moses is is just about to die off the scene and Joshua will be raised up and Joshua will carry them into the promised land. And we'll continue reading about that in, in future days to come. But Moses is giving them his final words. In essence, you can count the book of Deuteronomy as Moses' final words. It's his last words before he's dying. He's trying to make sure that this people understand the importance of being a people of God, that they understand. And he is giving them severe warnings and severe words that that explain to them in detail exactly what God expects and exactly how they can live a lifestyle that would bring upon them the blessings of obedience that God desires to give them. And so here in Deuteronomy 28, he makes, he takes great pains to lay all of those things out. And in the first few verses, you find the blessings. And, and if you'll notice the blessings and the curses that come later for the rest of the chapter, they, are, they both touch every area of life. They, they concern every part of our life. And the main thing I want us to understand here, now, you know, we know in the New Testament that Jesus came. He was the only perfect one who could keep all of these commandments and all of these words. We know that. So we're not in any bondage to that. And we're not in guilt or condemnation because of that. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus and are called according to his name. <clears throat> but we do need to understand that there is blessings for obedience and there are consequences when we disobey the Lord. And so here, in essence, you can see it as that. It's consequences of choice. He's laying out for them personal choice and explaining that each one of those choices, whether they choose to obey or whether they choose to disobey, will carry with it consequences and results and outcome from that. Now, in the New Testament, when we go over to the New Testament, we see that Jesus spoke even of a higher standard. Because if you'll remember in the New Testament, Jesus said, you've heard it said, don't murder. But I say to you, 
don't hate in your heart. Why is that true? Because, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of what's in our heart is what drives and motivates our actions. So someone doesn't just go up and murder someone without there being some form of hatred and animosity in his heart beforehand. So God is dealing with the heart matter. So in essence, you can say that grace demands more than the law did. You know, we want to we talk all the time about how we're under a covenant of grace in the New Testament, and we are. And I don't mean to belittle that. Praise be to God for His grace. It is His grace that He even listens to us and hears our cry. It's His grace that He has forgiven us of our sin and received us and, and granted that we would be declared righteous in His sight. All of those things are great blessings of the Lord because of His grace and His great mercy. But grace does still expect obedience. In other words, we need to understand that in the covenant of grace, the good thing about it is that we have the empowering of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. That's what makes the difference. That's what enables us to be able to live a lifestyle of obedience. Do we sin from time to time? Do we fall from time to time? Of course we do. Every single person does. There's not one of us. John even said that. If we say that we have no sin, we're a liar. We can't live a perfect life. But by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, we can live a lifestyle of obedience and victory. And even James attests to this because he told us clearly that faith without works is dead. So it's not a work salvation, but sincere, true faith will have resulting works of obedience. True faith includes obedience that's motivated by love. Motivated by love, not out of duty or have to or legalistic beatings or whatever. It's out of love. If you'll remember recently, we talked about the doulos, the bond servant, and that's the servant that willingly chooses to stay with his master and serve him forever. Has your ear been pierced in that way, such like a bond servant was? And we talked about that the other day, a willing servant forever because you love him. And I, I want us to come to that place where we are serving the Lord with joy and gladness because we love him. Hallelujah. May we always, as a matter of fact, he speaks about that in verse 47. This is in the chapter, in the portion of the chapter where he's, he's reproving them because they have not obeyed him because he knows the future. He knows they're going to come to a time where they won't. And he warns them that when you come to that time, these will be curses that will come upon you. These are the consequences of your choices. And in that verse, verse 47, he says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. God is wanting us to serve him out of love, out of a motivation of love with joy and gladness. And may his children always do that, that we may fear his glorious and awesome name. If you go on down to verse 58, it speaks about the Lord's name, the Lord our God, Yahweh Elohim, the Lord who's covenanted himself with us. And that is his glorious and awesome name. Praise be to God. 
And then in verse 29, in chapter 29, excuse me, Moses recounts for them the, the words of the covenant, the, um, the goodness of God and his mercy, how he's cared for them. He encourages them to obey again, to obey the Lord, because it's God's desire to bless them. God's desire was to take them as a people for himself, like a bride, like a husband would choose a bride for himself. That's God's desire, to be in a covenant relationship. And his desire has not changed. That is still his desire today. And then, beloved, in verse 18, he speaks of there not being among them a root-bearing bitterness or wormwood. When you go to the book of Hebrews, you read about not having a, <clears throat> a root of bitterness <coughs> in us. Excuse me. And then in Luke 17, 6, Jesus speaks of a, a mulberry tree or a fig tree that is bearing bad fruit. He speaks about that tree that's producing bad fruit, and he says to cut it down and cast it into the sea, and that we have the power to do that in our lives. So I encourage you, and we'll speak about that a little bit more when we get to those places in Scripture, but if you find there's anything in your life that's displeasing to the Lord or that's causing roots of bitterness in you, Cut that thing down, cut it out, uproot it, uproot it. There's another place where Jesus speaks about uprooting it and casting it into the sea. Perhaps even the Dead Sea is what he was speaking about there, the place where nothing can live. And we don't want those things in our lives. Hallelujah. And in verse 20, he speaks about how the obedience, if you're living a life of obedience, curses cannot settle on you. That's what Proverbs 26, 2 says. But here he says that those things would be able to settle on them if they're living a lifestyle outside of God's will. And even though in the New Testament, Jesus has become a curse for us, beloved, we still need to be honoring him serving him with joy and gladness and living a lifestyle of obedience. Hallelujah. So that we're not giving any place or any ground to the enemy to come in. And lastly, I want to close with verse 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed <clears throat> belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Beloved, there are some things that God has reserved that are secret, that we don't know, don't understand, and can't. We have to trust him. But he has revealed to us everything that we need <clears throat> for life and godliness and obedience and to live a lifestyle of obedience that brings his blessing and his favor. And where has he revealed it? In his word. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament together form the whole picture, the whole counsel of God. So, beloved, again, I encourage you to get into the Word of God. Read His Word and get to know Him because He loves you and He wants to be in a, in a vibrant and ever-growing relationship with you. And He reveals what you need to know about Him in His Word. So, beloved, read His Word and grow stronger in Christ. I pray that this has been a blessing to you and that you will continue to grow in Jesus Christ. You will know him as your personal Lord and Savior, and you will find him to be a loving companion for you throughout all of life because he is Emmanuel, 
God in relationship with us. Praise be to God. May you be blessed today in Jesus' name.